Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. Jordan, stop me if you have heard this one before, uh, but you've planned an event. Imagine just uh, go with me here. You've planned an event or some kind of ministry outing and you're getting ready to go and you're sharing announcements and you have put everything in the bulletin, the newsletter, the website, your social media accounts. And the night before, you have students or parents asking you questions about what the plan is for tomorrow because this is the first time they've ever heard about it. Yes, I've also had students tell me that they couldn't participate because they never heard about it. Mm -hmm. So what we are talking about for the month of December is communication and communication is incredibly important. I mean, I don't think I can stress that enough and it's something that we always have to be working on but uh, Jordan, uh, I'm really looking forward. I know I say this like every month, but I, I am looking forward to talking over uh, the ways we communicate, uh, not just with the people that we work with, but the people that are involved in our ministry, uh, not just with church staff, but also with uh, students and parents as well. So I'm going to start off with a softball question to you here. Why is communication important? That is a great question. And, you know, honestly, I think that because we, at least our goal target audience for this, and we could be way off, but um, would be small church ministry. And I think the mentality is we're a small enough church, communication happens. Um, And actually, I'm going to tell a story that kind of ties us in uh, with why this is important. It deals with marriage. Um, So my wife and I, uh, we were, uh, we never were close proximity dating. So she was a Bible school student. I was dorm staff. So that was kind of frowned upon to have a relationship. So we didn't actually officially date. We took that year to kind of just get to know each other. But then the school year ended and she starts uh, right before summer team training. Um, we, I, I was down in Sioux Falls with her, started dating then. So she was gone for the summer. Uh, I saw her once over her birthday. Then I moved out to North Dakota and she um, moved to Fargo, which is also North Dakota, but about three hours from where I was, um, three to four. And, you know, that was our dating life until we got married. And so, you know, we would talk for a long time on the phone and stuff and everything was great. You know, the early couple hour long conversations just can't stop talking. Um, But the mentality was, you know, when we're in a premarital counseling, they're talking about communication, uh, the assumption was, well, we're going to be living together. So of course we're going to be able to communicate well. <laughs> and uh, that didn't necessarily happen. And so, I mean, that's just a household of two people at that point. So mm-hmm. you then extrapolate that to a small congregation. Yes, you might be small, you might be intimate, but that assumption that because we're small, communication is going to happen well naturally uh, gets us in hot water sometimes. And I think that we can uh, we can all have some stories about that. So 
Getting to the question though, why is communication important? And ultimately it comes back to the gospel. And it might be kind of a, a roundabout way to get there, but think of it this way. The essence of communication, the reason we wanna communicate is because with every event that we're doing, with every opportunity that we're doing, we are hoping to point people to Christ. And as his ambassadors then, we want to make sure as, as scripture says, that the only stumbling block our people are going to have is the gospel itself, not the one who is bringing the gospel. But when we are poor communicators, we are putting a stumbling block in the way from people to potentially hear it. And mm -hmm. uh, not to do a Jesus juke, because I think sometimes we do that, but I think that really gets to the importance of why communication is important ultimately. Um, on maybe a more surface level, it's just really good practice. I mean, youth ministry, we sometimes, if we're honest, have uh, a mentality maybe not a mentality, um, I'm forgetting the word that you broadly apply to a whole bunch, stereotype, there we go, uh, a stereotype sometimes of irresponsibility, of uh, just not caring or not being as intentional as like, quote unquote, real pastors. Um, and I think communication might be an issue where that we, we do deserve a little of that sometimes, because I know for myself, I can just make assumptions. Um, and, and in some ways, it's even maybe potentially harder because we're not the pastor. Uh, I know that some of that made difference, you know, whether you are actually a youth family pastor like Dan there or uh, myself, who's not considered a pastor, but um, we might just not have the same amount of opportunities to share what's going on as, as in the main point. But yeah, I would say communication is important because our goal is the gospel and we want to do that well and everything um, that we do, including announcements, um, communicating our vision, so forth. How would you answer that? Yeah, I, I'm going to build off. I agree in large part with what you were saying, and I was right in step with it, not in here, and people can't understand that because we're recording this and we can see each other, but uh, this is an audio podcast. So uh, no listening audience that I was nodding along with what Jordan was saying. I want to build off of what you were saying, though, and you know, just highlighting that being a professional at what you do, whether you're a volunteer or whether you're paid, uh, I don't know what your situation is at your church right now, but uh, I think you have uh, an opportunity and even a, a God-given responsibility to be a professional at what you're doing and to do your job well. And part of doing your job well is communicating and doing your job well is a form of worship. Um, mm -hmm. Being able to give glory to God with everything that you say and do and uh, being able to uh, communicate what your goals are, what your intentions are, uh, information, uh, updates, announcements, uh, even up to the lesson, you know, the, the, the talk, quote unquote, of uh, on Wednesday nights for, for usual youth ministry programming. Or uh, maybe you're in a position where you are preaching uh, more often than not. And that's, that's certainly my uh, ministry context. I wind up preaching every week because of our our multiple churches in our parish, which uh, is something that I never thought I would uh, get to do in, in uh, <laughs> coming through seminary and even uh, feeling the call into youth ministry. Uh, but it's a, it's a part of my life and uh, communication is definitely a part of it. And I want to make sure that I'm doing it well, not just uh, knowing how to speak professionally and um, with clarity when I'm in front of people, right? It's not just public speaking, it's sharing information. 
And uh, communication is important to make sure that everyone is on the same page. Uh, Jordan, I know that you mentioned uh, what you and your wife had gone through coming into uh, your relationship. Just how hard could it be, right? You're, you're, you're there and it should just be assumed. Well, I, I, <laughs> I kind of laugh just inwardly about like, yeah, that's it, the communication. Even when you are in close proximity, don't just guess that people have the same information. Don't, uh, don't assume that people are on the same page. And I think that's something that I personally uh, struggle with in, in the midst of trying to communicate what I'm trying to get across is that as I talk with parents and students, uh, the only person who understands every communication or every conversation that's been had is, is me. And uh, the, the problem with that is that, you know, I, I'm able to make decisions while everybody else is kind of left in the dark and, and wondering uh, what's going on. So uh, I think communication and having that open communication is uh, crucial in our ministry. Yeah. And if you want to find a way to tank your ministry uh, really quickly, one of the guaranteed ways of doing that is being a poor communicator because you will start to lose your parents. Uh, and when you lose parent support, you will lose kids. You will lose support from the congregation. Um, and those are big things. So mm -hmm. as we're thinking about communication, um, I think sometimes we approach it maybe with just, I need to, I need to tell people things. But I think sometimes, and this is maybe just me, but I know when I started, um, I was not very focused on, on what we we're talking about. Like I didn't have a plan. I didn't have an overarching strategy. And I think that's something that's worth talking about a little bit is defining what is your communication strategy? How do you want to do it? And, and as we're starting down this concept, I just want to start by saying it's not a one uh, program fits all kind of a thing. You know, I'm probably going to have a different strategy than Dan overall. Uh, but if we have a strategy in place, then that's going to help us to make sure that we're not um, missing things. We're not unclear on what we're doing and other people aren't unclear on either. So trying to identify what is your communication strategy. Maybe it's going to be um, you're, you're going to really take the, the position that there is no such thing as over communicating. So you're on every platform, you are putting the same message out every way. So each person gets bombarded with the same message every week, six different times or something like that. That is a valid approach. Um, you might get some people unsubscribing to your emails that way, but I mean, you can do that. Uh, another way would be having like a centrally located information hub like this is going to be the place that i'm going to make sure everything is current everything is up to date uh it's it's going to project out so you're going to see like what's coming up in the summer um we're going to have you know uh, we're just going to really focus on communicating well and then everything else becomes pointing back to this place as a reference so that people know this is a hub and so now you're more reminding people uh, but the big question is what is going to be your strategy? What is going to be your plan to make sure that you are communicating well? Right, and, and I think um, as you were describing that, I, I, I guess my question here is, Jordan, which, uh, what does your strategy look like? Uh, it's morphed over the days, uh, over days, yeah, the days, um, over time. The many, the many days that you've been in youth ministry. I've been in, how, how long has our podcast been going on for? Because I've been that plus a day in ministry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. I, 
I think I'm, tr- I'm trying to think when did we start this like a couple months ago <laughs> September September yeah <laughs> so I would go to um pointing to that one place I think that's 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 been kind of my thing is I want our website to be up to date we don't have a church newsletter here so um mm. that avenue is not there and and we have experimented with some things um like doing some slides that will go through before the service and various different things but communication has not been uh it's been not a strong suit of mine so i'm growing in it uh but pointing to the website is probably the primary thing and then the backup one will be texting uh and and we can get into why that is in a bit here um but yeah that would be consistently looking back and there's times when i was saying that that was my strategy and then i didn't update the website ever mm-hmm. that's a real quick way to get people to not check that uh when you're not keeping up to date so there, this is this level of professionalism and responsibility too. like actually putting in your calendar, make updates for the week or something like that. And actually strategizing things can be a huge, huge um, help in getting that well. Yeah. And, and I do want to add here as someone who looks at churches, church websites for a part of their living, uh, I do have, uh, <laughs> I, I just kind of roll my eyes sometimes at the out-of-date information. And I, there was one point where I just looked at a website and said, man, I, I really hope that picnic from uh, August 2007 turned out well. Like, I really <laughs> wonder, really wonder how that went. And uh, I think for our ministry, we do a little bit of a hybrid where we do have a newsletter and we have social media accounts and uh, we'll get into this in a few episodes from now, uh, but the uh, the strategy is you have that one central hub where you have a lot of information. Every question that somebody might have, you can find the answer to here. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't want people to slip through the cracks, and uh, uh, it it sounds terrible, but I, I really don't want to be. I don't. I want to get to a spot where I don't have to hear the well. We just didn't know about it. Like mm-hmm. what? Where was this information? And I. I don't want to hear it. So I'm willing to do the broad net and multiple platforms to be able to point people back to that central hub where, you know, we got a lot of students on Snapchat and actually a surprising number of parents that are on Snapchat too. So we'll send messages there, uh, Facebook messenger, text messages, and all of these different forms pointing them back to this. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you communicate as much as you can um, how much time are you willing to put into communicating versus actually planning this event? You know, at some point you got to fish or cut bait. Uh, and <laughs> I think having a communication strategy and having the people involved knowing about this, and it comes back to, I think, having a good team that can help you communicate too. Like, I'm going to send out this announcement and I know that my core group of parents are going to hear about this. And I want that core group of parents then to help spread the word to the parents that they have in their circles that they can communicate and um, even telling them, hey, I want you to contact these three families. I'm going to talk to these four and kind of do almost a prayer chain format Mm -hmm. here where I'm only going to let these four core parents know and then they will pass this information on. And I don't know. Uh, maybe if you're listening to this and you have a larger church, maybe that is a few layers deep, or maybe if you're uh, in a smaller church, maybe it's just those four parents. <laughs> but uh, the the importance of having the strategy, and I think Jordan, you highlighted on something, or you touched on something that I want to highlight, is that this is something that you have to work on. This isn't a uh, you've arrived 
and uh, congratulations, you don't have to worry about this ever again. This is something that you need to keep working on and in effort to uh, try and be better at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, that starts with kind of a process of evaluating. And I think that can be a, a step that we sometimes miss. I know that that's not something that I go to first of all is like, okay, I actually have to evaluate how we're doing and stuff. So, so that's a great, you know, place to start. How do you evaluate the effectiveness of your communication plan? Um, You mentioned there's, there's a student that's going to show up and say, I just heard about this. I I wasn't aware. Um, If you get that regularly, that might be an indication that, Hey, there is a way of connecting that is not happening here. There's a breakdown. Um, but there's other ways that you can evaluate it too. I've, I've been tempted back when I was with the congregation that did do a church newsletter to write something in my article, just bury it in there. Just like, Hey, by the way, first person who comes to me with this weird thing, I'll give five bucks to, you know, and just to see like, would anybody come? <laughs> I did um, that with some of my assignments in college, just to see <laughs> my profs. I still owe pastor Haugen a, a cup of coffee. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's different ways to evaluate, like, how is this actually working? And, you know, you could do a survey, um, but generally speaking, it's just, you know, are people getting the news? Uh, does anybody seem surprised by it? For me, I think one of the other challenges is, am I communicating um, far enough out so that there is enough time for them to adjust their schedules to mm-hmm. incorporate this. Cause you know, calendars oh fill up goodness. really fast and sometimes oh. people are going to need like half a year for a weekend thing. And <laughs> if I'm pointing it up, say, Hey, by the way, in two weeks, we're going to have this thing. That's a failure on my part. And I would, mm-hmm. uh, I would be lying if I did not say that happened more often than it did not. Um, so that's another area of growth for myself. And on, on top of this too, there are different tools you can use um, that can help you measure um, your success rate. So you can have, uh, use an email service, for example, that'll tell you how many times it's been opened or um, some texting services. And these will be things we get into in a bit when we talk about digital communication later on. Um, But you can follow up and see like, are people actually accessing this stuff too? Yeah, and I think when it comes to scheduling, there's a little bit of an intersection on this topic as well when it comes to communication, where smaller churches have a lot more flexibility to be able to schedule things on the turn of a dime and to be able to say, well, this didn't really turn out, or we don't really have a whole lot of uh, things or a lot of people here today. And uh, I, I think of times, especially in the summer, where we've just gone and gotten ice cream. It's like parents are expecting us to be at the church. And to be able to quickly communicate with them and say, hey, actually, a change of plans, we're up in, uh, up in Underwood getting a, a freel or something like that, or we went to Fergus to get some ice cream. And uh, to be able to communicate uh, and to see the effectiveness of your ministry, because I, I think there's a point here where you can't be expected to hold people's hands, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, coming to, down to this. Uh, at the same time, uh, we've got people who... Um, I'm thinking of potential students where maybe you have someone who just doesn't get your emails or just doesn't respond to your texts, but they are still interested. So it's not so much of a lack of interest, but it is a, um, a need for a communication for you to be able to get in contact with not, maybe not just that student, but whoever is responsible for that student and say, hey, we enjoy having you in our ministry. We enjoy uh, the times being able to connect with him or her, 
And uh, we wanna be able to do this more effectively. And uh, I know that this is, uh, this has happened in the past, but just being honest and open about it. And I, I think that'll get you a fair amount of yardage when it comes down to uh, what or how you'll be able to connect with more people that are on the fringe. Mm -hmm. And that, that brings up a really good point too. There is a need for us to own our mistakes and that's a part of communicating and strategizing. You know, when we drop the ball, we need to be willing to say we're sorry and to make up for it, whether it's uh, we wrote somebody's email address in wrong and we were getting frustrated that they're getting frustrated and we're like, I'm sending it out, but we're actually not. You know, those things happen. And we right. just, you know, if, if something like that comes up, follow up and just say, okay, let me get your information one more time just to make sure. And um, it turns out it was a number one instead of the letter L or yeah, something like that. You know, or else you just typed, you know, your key, your finger slipped one key over. So um, those things do happen. And I think another question too, that we can uh, need to remember is the question of who do we need to communicate with? Sometimes we get tunnel vision and we think, okay, I just need to connect with the students. They need to know what's going on. And we forget about the parents or we're really good at saying, I need to communicate with the parents and the students, but we forget that we are accountable to a church board that is leading things. We might not be um, passing on our vision with the pastor. We might not be keeping the secretary in the loop with announcements and things like that. So uh, as we're talking about communication, recognizing too the broad impact that communication has, it's not just your particular area of ministry, um, but you're representing Christ, you're representing your church in all these different areas too, and in the community. Um, so interactions you might have with a school uh, as you're doing a community event or different things like that. These mm -hmm. things are all important um, steps for having healthy communication. Right. Let me ask you this question here as well. Um, what is your favorite and least favorite form of communication? My favorite one um, would probably be texting just because I feel like it's, it's less intrusive. Uh, it, people are quick to get it. Um, I know that it goes to most people and everyone's got their phones with them these days. So for most mm. people, it's going to be a really good connection. That's dealing with my youth families. Uh, if it's church-wide, it's going to be something different because we've got an older population that doesn't have some of those features. Um, so that'd be the primary. My least favorite would probably be like bulletin or newsletter things, uh, just because it's, it's not something that I'm disciplined in. And so I feel like I drop the ball more than I don't. And, and just sitting down and like having to write something regularly, especially if it's not necessarily pertaining to what I'm doing in the moment can be very difficult for me. Yeah. I, I do like text messaging as well, mainly because I get to see the whole conversation and it doesn't delete as compared to some other, uh, some other messaging services like Snapchat. And, and you know compared to the bulletin or the newsletter, uh, it's a lot less work to put out and you actually get confirmation of somebody seeing it or not. As opposed, you know, you can put all you want in the newsletter. It doesn't mean that someone's gonna read it, but um, I do, I think my least favorite though is, and I know it sounds weird and you're right about having phones on you, but I, I am not a huge fan of phone calls. Um, mm. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe that's just a generational difference, but I'd rather, I'd rather have a text conversation 
uh, with some of our uh, with some of our our group than uh, not. And part of that is I, I don't know what it is. I guess yeah, it's interesting to see where in what ways people prefer to communicate because you might have somebody who likes text messaging or who does Snapchat a lot better than a phone call. So mm -hmm. I think there is an effort here where a part of our job is to make an effort to communicate with people in the way that they prefer. But the yeah. point is that we still make an effort. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a good thing to close on as we're wrapping up this one is just, I think that's a good basic question you need to ask your congregation is what modes of communication are available um, to reach the most number of people uh, because you want to make sure you're not intentionally leaving someone else, but you also want to make sure like you have at least a good ballpark of what are people's preferences, you know, cause if someone is like, yeah, you leave me a voicemail, I might get to it next month. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably not going to be a really good way for you to be communicating with them. And, and like you said, you, you don't really prefer phone calls. Some people really hate text messaging. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I think of people who might be rocking a flip phone. That's, you know, T9 was cool one day, but not <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And you, oh. you want to remove whatever barriers we can. Uh, again, this is coming back to being a professional. It's coming back to um, being effective and wanting to make sure that we are not getting in the way of, of positive things from happening, not uh, keeping someone from being able to be engaged as, as you know, we have our programs that we want them to come to. Um, and we want to do what we can to encourage them in their faith and come and be a part of the body of Christ. So communication is really important. Uh, it's worth looking into and worth evaluating. So our hope for you is as you continue serving where you're at, take a look at the congregation that you serve. What is effective? What's going well? What's one thing that you can improve? And uh, maybe even just today, do one thing that is intentionally communicating more than you have been doing um, to reach out to those parents, to reach out to uh, church staff to reach out to someone who's on the church board uh, to make sure people know that you're on their side and that you are there for them as well. And with that, we're going to wrap up and uh, again, blessings on you as you serve God where you at. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.